Hi, and welcome to It's Me, It's Me, It's F&D. I'm your host, Jake. And this is a special episode because I got to 50 episodes. And who would have thought that a person who has F&D managed to finish Attack and actually edit all the bad bits out and not have me constantly fitting? So it's nice. It's really nice. So applause for me because I managed to get to 50 episodes. But this is also a very special episode because I have guests on today. And I will let them introduce themselves now. Hi, guys. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, we've we've been trying to set this up for about before today. It's been the best part of three months, yep. and before recording, it's been about an hour, <laughs> nearly, because <laughs> we've just been chatting. So this is Rachel and Chris Walter. Uh, introduce yourselves. Tell them a bit about you and where you fit in the F and D side of things. Well, we fit in. Besides me, I'm unwired. Brain doesn't want to work properly with my body. Um, so yeah, I have FND along with need, um, all the trimmings that go with it, along with other health disorders as well. And I am Chris, and I am the husband to Rachel, what is a carer to herself. Um, you can go and see me at. Partners need awareness. Yeah. So one of the things that I think gets not looked at properly is the side of if you're in a relationship where this is hard enough for, say, me and Rach, and I've had my wife on here before, Sarah, talking about it, saying how hard it is. So for you guys, what would the first, first point for you, like, finding out about it because I know you had F&D before you met Chris so yeah. it was more opening his eyes to what it was what was the process of going through that and how did it make you feel having to turn around and say to someone who you love dearly that this is what it is and seeing what they do well Firstly, Chris, when we became friends, first of all, Chris didn't know anything about my seizures, about my health problems. I kept it all quiet from him. Had my reasons for it, and he knows why. But it wasn't until we actually moved. I moved in with mum and my dad, and then Chris came and moved in with me as well. And it wasn't until he saw me had a seizure that I kind of explained to him what was going on, but I hadn't actually been diagnosed at that point. I was still having tests. I was still going through consultants and neurologists and specialists and getting poked and prodded and God knows what. So it's kind of like, how can you tell someone what you've got when you don't know yourself is? Yeah. But I was lucky enough because through the process or the rest of the process, I had him by my side. So everything um appointment I had every consultant appointment I had uh tests he was literally there so he wasn't just learning himself he was actually helping me explain to these people what was going on whereas before me and Chris got together we'd even met I was trying to do it all by myself along with having the kids as well yeah 
and it's kind of hard to film yourself having a seizure when you don't know you're having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. It's always that. that bit when you go to the consultant and they look at the partner. Can you film them having a fit? Well, no, I want to like make sure they're okay and see if they're, they're all right. My first instinct isn't to whip exactly, my phone out and go, oh, I'll film this. Yeah, exactly what I went through. Yeah. Uh, it, it made me feel that I was depriving Rach of her human okay. rights yeah um just by filming her and it was neglecting me from helping my wife in having the fits and yeah. and the help that she needed by it, it's, it's it. a very it's a very weird process when they turn around and say it yeah it don't get me wrong i felt degrading yeah i, I felt that i was degrading my wife and i was degrading her health and the help that i should have been giving her yeah and how did it make you feel, Chris, when she finally explained it all in the best way she could, considering she didn't know what it was? Before um, I got with Rach, I've only experienced one person having a fit. Yeah. And it was a really bad fit. Um, and I didn't really understand it. So when I when I got with Rach um, and we moved in together and I experienced Rach having an episode as I call them. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of understood. I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I kind of knew what to do. I was, yeah. It helped yeah. Me I, I was, re- I was ready. I've got a love for the woman. I've got understanding. Um, I'm not judgmental. No yeah. one's perfect. Um, I really understand this. Um, and yeah, and and I feel if I can help, and and I know I can help, I will help. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things when you're the person and you find that person that's going to, in a sense, look after you because that's what it basically is. Like, let's just say what it is. Yeah. I always say that if you've got F and D or need, you're basically an adult baby if it's as bad as yeah. ours are because there's not a lot you can do. You know it, what, it's just starting from scratch. It's exactly yeah. what you said. You generally feel like a baby again because it's not the fact of you can't do it. We can. Yeah. We know exactly how to do it. It's the fact that our bodies won't allow us to do You're it. Having You're having to brain, relearn it. In it yeah. the, the same way that and it, it's someone like, else would. It, it, and, and this is what annoys me. The comments I hear like, oh, you're faking a seizure or when my legs don't work, oh, you can walk. You can walk. If I could walk... I'd be walking, I'd, yeah. I'd be getting up and doing it. So it's not the fact that I can't do it or won't do it, it's the fact that... I Your body won't let you. Yeah, the, exactly. the, the, it's, and the thing is, on the mobility side, there's a very much thing where people go, look, if you put your foot in... If my brain isn't connecting to my legs, I ain't going to do anything. Like, one of the worst ones for me is when your brain decides, hey, you know that bladder control you did really well for like 34 years to learn and get under control. I'm going to take that away from you and make you have yeah, a wee yeah. in public. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, F&D has no, it doesn't care about how you're going to be humiliated, how it's going to embarrass there's no you. There's no, there's no, there's no filter. Exactly. I was having a conversation with someone else earlier on. There's no training that the medical staff could have no. about FND or anything to do with non-epileptic fits 
There's no training whatsoever. So whatever they know is only what they've experienced and they wanted to take on board yeah. and try and take it further and get this out there. Yeah. And so as carer and seeing it day for day, it's it, it's disgusting because no one can understand where I'm trying to come across. Mm. Um and and try and say, look, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. They think I'm I'm talking load of poop. Yeah, I know what you mean. It it that it that whole thing as well, because there's a there's a system that is in place where they've been for years. Nurses and doctors have been told it's the psycho, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, seizures. So it in that in those words. It, in path learning oh, it's been told it's, it's all in your head it's pseudo seizures <laughs> that's it pseudo seizures <clears throat> and you get you get especially when we go into A&E and you get that one nurse who's like oh it's those you, can you just give up now we need this bed it's like if I could give up I wouldn't be here I'd be at home and with my kid or you yeah, with your kids and doing stuff same working as well you're asking for help but yeah. there's no help out there for, for everybody that that is suffering yeah, and the problem is with the in the actual kind of consultancy for F and D and need and that kind of stuff. There's a yeah. massive waiting list before you can get on to doing anything, and one oh, of the big ones I'm is now. yeah, and the biggest thing now because of the Rona, as I'll say, uh, yeah. it put everything back by a good two three years for a lot of people. Because yeah. they're still not doing uh, face-to-face meets now. You have to do Zooms. For the last little bit of my psychotherapy, it was all on Zoom. Which, yeah. in one sense, was a blessing in disguise because I didn't have to leave the house. I, I, I could actually just do it from my house. I didn't have to worry about how to get there, what bus to get, if I'm going to be on time. It actually was helpful for me. But yeah. the, the thing is, when you're trying to explain to medical professionals what's going on, and you automatically get it thrown in your face and go... It's all in your head, leave yeah. it all. The worst one is where it's this, this, and this. You get that little leaflet pamphlet and you're like, go look at, work it out for yourself. Now, Odette, who I do the F&D Network podcast with Uniting F&D, they get no pamphlets. They get nothing. She just got told to go figure it out. They get told to go search it on the internet, don't they? Yeah. Literally. I'm thankful we at least get something that says what it is. Yeah. And as... As it's progressed, and ha- and we all have good days, we all have bad days. Um, during this period where we're recording, we're recording this on the 12th of January. For most people I spoke to with F&D in need, it is a bad period. We're getting over... Ooh, what happened there? There we go. Sorry about that. My computer decided to go and freeze itself, so Wee. don't do that. Um, hey, hey, it's got F&D. Yes, it, we're just talking about F&D, and it decided to go and have... And me, <laughs> for a better word. But we have the situation where we want to be treated right. And like I said, we're recording this on the 12th of January. We've all just had Christmas. We've all just had New Year. For some of us, it's the first time we've seen family for over two years. And I that's overwhelming. Been. And it's it can take a lot out of you. I haven't, Jake. I haven't actually seen because of the corona. And blah, 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 blah. They can say bank. I'm not making any money on this. So. I I haven't actually seen my mum and dad since June last year. Yeah. Before 
that was October the year before. So within this, in 2021, obviously my mum and dad once in person. Yeah. That's the last time I saw, that's the last time they saw me walking. And this is the thing, for some people that can be a good thing. So some people that can be a bad thing. Yeah. And that that's something that people don't get because there's certain people I speak to who partners or parents, they don't get it. It comes to like, can you walk now? I've had enough now. I want my life back. And like, this, this is the good thing about my mum. She's not like that, but she, I know she's going to have a shock when she sees me next. Yeah. And it's going to hit her where over the phone, over FaceTime, it's easy. She doesn't to, see it. No, it's easier to mask things as well. So when things are really bad, like when boom and bust days hit. Yeah. And but like you said, as a, as, as a partner of, of the side as well, we see everything. So yeah. Yeah. You 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 see the two a.m. seizures. You see the having to see. No, I see the seizures when Rachel's in her sleep. And yeah. she doesn't even understand that she's had this, as a seizure. They're the worst yeah. one because you think you're sleeping, you're not. Your body's having a party, and you're not invited. Yeah. It's been a good few a good few times in the night, and Rachel has not got. And they, and this is why a lot of people with F and D are very tired. <laughs> Because yeah. our bodies don't let us sleep, and any exactly. chance we get for you're, F, you're we... constantly, and I've understood, I've learned this. You're constantly fighting against yourself. Yeah, and sometimes people say it's better for you to let it take over, but there's certain things you want to do. Like if you yeah. let F and D take over, then my house wouldn't be clean. My yeah, kids wouldn't be well, able to be locked out. Yeah. yeah, you might have to give up. See, yeah, I've, I've, I understand this. I've always said as well that. The partners and the carers get it twice as bad as what yes. we do. Yeah, I've said that as well. They don't just have to deal with what we're dealing with and pick up our pieces when we're falling apart. They then have to deal with the way they're feeling because of it and the shit that they're also going And a lot through. of the times, the partners don't get that kind of support to go, how are you, what's going on? And then what I've known with my situation, I have it where... I can ask Sarah much and much go, what's wrong? She's like, I don't want to tell you because it could cause you issues. And yeah. you're probably the same with Rafe, where I want to tell her how I'm feeling, but this is something that I know is one of her triggers. And if I tell her, I know I'm going to be dealing with about four days of her not being great, but... I've and- been like this, yeah, because I know not only with FND, I know with, um, just in your brain alone, everybody what suffers what you lot suffer with you do play on it and you do keep it in your brain and overthink it oh yeah for a good couple of days and- oh we're, we're overthink thinkers and tell i can tell you something i'm not proud of that i like to underthink it so i could get on with my day it'll be yeah, nice to like help just- it because obviously you're suffering with this fnd and it, it's understandable you you will go through that, that yeah. process and ha- yeah. has it would you say as a couple it made you stronger with oh, it yeah. all and feel like you can a lot jake and i can say now i've learned a lot and it has made me stronger the love that i had for rachel at the beginning has not changed it's just it's just grown yeah um i've you don't have to hide nothing for me no more and do you know what i'm happy there to be with you and guide you through this and try and even from a partner's perspective and get it out there like i am on instagram I'm trying to educate people. I might not get on there as often as I can because I do have a day job and also come back and I am a carer for my wife. 
And you're also a father. You've got kids. You've got kids. You've got to spend time as well. It's that. It's it's always a tricky balancing act when you're going through it with F and E. But then when you add on the side where your partner is the breadwinner, they are the one that gets the shopping done. They're the one that makes sure the bills are paid. They're the one like for me, my trigger money, like uh, and bills. And if a random bill comes in. I'm like, I have to, I have to be careful what I open. There's a lot. Literally, yeah. I, I am like a headless flipping chicken. I really am. I, I, uh, yeah. But we go, but we go into the overthinking phase of going, oh, and nine times eight <laughs> goes right. We need to sell that. We need to sell this. You're not we need to sell this. As, as a partner of myself and as, as Rachel's uh, husband, I, ha- I suffer myself with depression yeah. and anxiety. So. And I, I also, when, when I know I'm getting money coming in, I also do my mass way before and I know how much I'm going out and it, that's a good few days beforehand. But you also have that whole thing, you have to balance it for yourself, for your mental health, but you know if it hits your wife's mental health, you've then got to walk that hell for yeah. God knows four, five, maybe a couple of weeks because your yeah. brain hasn't caught up yet. Would would you say that with seeing what Rake go through and would you say that the way F&D being talked about with more podcasts, with more Facebook groups and stuff, would you say it's a hindrance or benefit or a bit of both? I would say definitely, 100% heart on my hand. Hand on your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did the same. <laughs> It, it is definitely a benefit. I think I think the big hindrance hindrance we've had what you're during all trying to do and what everybody else is trying to do at the moment is trying to get the awareness yeah. out, and get and get their help and support that all of you are needed. Yeah, and what you should be actually getting. I think so, I think the thing that me and Rachel spoke about off air and in chats have been there was a huge intake of fake F and D stuff related to vaccine stuff. And yeah. I'm not we're not gonna dwell on it too much because it doesn't do the the airspace. But at the same time it you know then you know. Exactly. It, it didn't help when we were trying to get things out there and talk about it. Because you did have people going using it to their own advantage. Oh yeah. Oh. And that's you will, not mentioning you that will do, but at the end of the day we all know that it is a real thing. Yep. And everybody is a sufferer at the end of the day. And uh, we just need to try and get all the help and support that we can towards you all. And all I do is I pray that we can yeah. get the help and support and the awareness that you all need. Yeah. What would you say yeah. is the hardest part when speaking to family and friends about it? Is the understanding. They don't get it. They, they don't get it's it. It's the understanding. Unless they physically come here and spend and, some and time And physically with us, see it. Yeah, then they don't they, get it. You, you can verbally tell someone and they will not get the understanding. You, you can hear the tone in their voice when they're replying to you that they don't understand. Yeah. Until you physically it see it and you witness it firsthand, you're not going to get the, the full effect and you're not going to understand it and... Um, you're not going to have no knowledge of it and you'll think everybody's just, yeah, you're just faking it. Yeah, and I, I'd, had it, I'd had it at times with friends where they'll go, well, you've not had a seizure in my presence, is it? It's like, you don't know what can happen 
after I see you because this is me concentrating like hell because yeah. I don't want to have a seat. Okay. I want to, I want to have a normal little yeah. bit of a thing. And speaking I'll witness to, this with Rachel as well. Like yeah, when we have people around, she will try and try her best just to try and hold it back. Yeah, and you do because you want to have that. Li- you want to grab hold of that bitter That's normal thing. You just want to try and have that self-respect for yourself. Yeah, and not, not try and upset yourself or even show yourself up. To, to be fair, my thing is if somebody can't take me at my worst, they're not having me at my best. So, do you know what? I accept everybody who they are. Yeah, I, and I that, that, that's how that's how it should be. It's that's how it should be. Sadly, we don't live in a world like that, yeah. but we can promote that due to how we do things. And yeah, it's one of the things like one of the things you've had you've had on this episode, like great bless her, she she has the vocal tics. And if people need to be aware that vocal tics are a thing. They are a thing. And they do and people get embarrassed by it. But the one thing that I like what Chris <laughs> what Rach and Steph and stuff, their kids and family is uh, they they jump on it and make it so it feels normal. So when she whoops, they'll say sound of police, or when she does maida, they'll make it feel normal for them. So they can make them feel normal, and it's not them taking the mic. It's then going, look, we're with you. This is what it is. If we can help you have a bit of normality while you're having this, then right. we're going to do that. These kids are absolutely fabulous. When they see uh, Rach or their mum have an episode, they know yeah. what to do. Yeah. You, you couldn't fault them. Yeah. If I'm not in the house, then the kids are trained to pick up Rachel's phone and phone me. McKenna's only four, and she knows if I'm having a bad day, I have to. Um, she has to pull the pillows off the sofa, get a blanket, make sure I'm all safe. And had the conversation yeah. about family and her, didn't we? This yeah, is what our kids do as well, and, it, and literally they they all train to phone me up. Yeah, well, and we we had a, a conversation me and Jake one day, and we were talking about how the kids act around other people when we're having a seizure. And we both agreed, didn't we, that all four of our kids, five of our kids, McKenna and my yeah. four, get very protective. Oh, yeah, they get angry. Yeah. <laughs> they get they, angry. They, they turn into little purple minions, to be yeah. fair. Lucky enough, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I've got two dogs here also. Yeah, yeah. I, well, to be fair, I've got the thing... indicate I, when Rachel's about to have a fit or if she's... It's amazing what animals uh, do for, as well, because they all pick it up before you do. So if they're suddenly <laughs> bugging you or barking or pulling at you, that normally means they're going, look, sit down, please. Please sit down. Please sit down. Okay, the floor's there. It's going to hurt you. Please sit down. And you can yeah. see them physically getting dressed. I yeah. just I just want to point out one thing as well. Everyone says that F and D is stress related, depression, mental health, blah blah blah. As you can see, I'm perfectly fine within myself. I'm not having a complete mental breakdown. I'm not losing the plot. I'm happy. I'm chatting. It's all on emotions. It doesn't matter if you're F and D doesn't matter if you're happy, sad, moody. It, they don't care. F, like my wedding day, I spent. I managed to get through the entire of my wedding day with no seizures. I did as well. The day I, the, the moment we got to the hotel room, 
And people go, oh, this is the bit where you're meant to consummate the marriage. You're going to have the best time ever. Oh, Jake turned into the fleffing dolphin. I'll flip her for about an hour. Only bit that I forgot was to mention my own biological mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was exactly the same for you. Uh, same as you. I got through my whole wedding day from start to finish. And bearing in mind, I think everyone had put a bet on. Yeah, ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Me that had the seizure. It was Emmy that had the seizure on my wedding day. And everyone was like, we thought it was going to be you. I was like, no. Em took the slap for me that day. I won my bet. You lost it. No, I won it. I said it'll happen once I'm at the hotel room. (laughs) Did I I have a seizure after? No, because I carried you over and you were pregnant. I was. I was five months pregnant. And the the thing is, you got... You've got to, that also thing, with, especially with your with being pregnant, you've got to have that worry as well. While I'll tell w- you the story of our we wedding did have day. Worry. I'll tell you the story. So we got married on the Saturday. Yep. Following Friday, or no, the Monday. Yeah, we got married on the Saturday. On the Monday, I was in hospital for a routine checkup. I didn't leave that hospital for a week. Baby, come in. No. Oh, no, was that just it, you being bad? Absolutely fine. I ended up having a seizure in the middle of A and E. Yeah. So the, literally, they plunked me straight on the a bed. Yeah. Yeah. The just went poof like that. But that—that—that that, that was your way of going. I've had my wedding now. I need a break. Yep. And the Do thing you know, is, they, more likely, they, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we had. We That's got, our honeymoon. We got married on the Saturday. I was admitted to hospital on the Monday. Released the following Monday, and that Saturday we went on our honeymoon for a week. But we come Chris, back. You took Chris. Chris you took Chris's uh, whole thing. He was meant to be with the nurses. You're not meant to be like not thingy. Yeah, no, the, I had the kids. Don't worry about that. That was my honeymoon. Yeah. The best bit of it though, Jake, was coming back to all our windows being smashed. Oh, lovely! Just what you want. Yeah. I've got privacy though. I've my, my front room boarded up, so I can still walk around. Just hey, maybe that's the best thing. You've got bored of You can walk on naked, and no one can tell you not to. Why well, don't you back in hospital again? Yeah. It, For another three weeks. Yeah. It's it, it, that whole thing. It's that bit that I have it where people go, especially doctors. Doctors do my head in because they'll see my record and say, you haven't been admitted to hospital for a while. So if I admit there, can you be built? You'll be building me a wing. I'll be permanently living there. You got I, to that point and that I said, can I just rent a permanent room off you? Yeah. But you no, can't, you can't keep doing okay. that though go to hospital and look at our notes and it just be like well why haven't you come in if it's that bad well hang on a minute i can bet you a hundred quid that in the next hour you'll be discharging me saying there's nothing you can do for me or or the the other one i get is um oh the consultant will see you about this and i'll see my said consultant and go oh what are you doing here had a big seizure oh uh, we know what this is you can go home now oh i've yeah. been here four hours okay bye <laughs> Just fit and end up making yourself. A I, I will. I will kind of give credit to the consultant I had when I was pregnant because she was brilliant, wasn't she? She was the case of said to Chris, like yeah. she's not allowed to be left alone. Full stop. Period. Yeah. End of. And then it got to the point where she's like, "You need to see a neurologist. You need to see a consultant. I want to make sure yeah. that you are fully checked over and you're fine." And if there's anything that they can do for you to make it easier, blah blah blah. I want them sorted. It. Yeah. So she sent me around to A and E after this routine checkup, and I think where what must have triggered it was her worrying me with. Mm, then you picking up on that worry, and and I think that's what triggered it. Also, also, I'm just I'm just going to say this now, and I apologise for interrupting. 
Um, hospitals are not the best place for people with FND, especially if they suffer from light yep. things, because blue flashing lights are... Right. And may, I, may, I add as well, may I add as well, air conditioning when it's freezing cold in the winter. Oh, God, yeah. Especially when you're prone to your bones and muscles seizing up and locking. Yeah. It's not the nicest thing when you try and get out of bed at five months pregnant to go for a pee... And I know, you're, I know you're that we, cold, it starts locking up yeah. and you physically have to make yourself walk when you can't. Yeah. And I know you've been bad during this cold spell we've had in the UK because it's just been freezing. And it makes it... I always say that if you've got FND and you've made it as far as we've got, well, I'm 34, you're 33 next week? Four. No, 34. I've, 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 I've been kind of letting you go down an age. I won't let you go up. <laughs> In 33 again. Yeah. Um, your your birthday's coming up, but I think if you've got to the ages that we've got with F&D, and we've had discussions offline, we both been, we know it. This we've had this from childhood, pretty yeah. much. And yeah. I, I've done a whole episode on that, and it's just path traumas and whatever. And, mm-hmm. But I have the thing where if we got to this far and we already feel like 80, when we get to 80, we're going to be so happy because we're going to feel like we're 108. Because we're going to feel really old. But the de- the day where we can message each other and go, hey, this is good, this ain't good. And we we got to the point, me and Rafe, where we're online every other day, pretty much, or every day, just checking up on how each other are. And even even when we got both our kids running around, we were talking, we're making sure the other one's okay. Like, for me, I'm quite lucky now that my missus works from home, so she's at home, so there is that support. But... I also got the whole thing. I know Chris is at work and I want him to know that if anything does happen, I know the kids are ring, but then there's someone who got F&D who understands it, who can then get in touch with him to go, like, get you in while the kids look after her kind of thing. And it's that whole situation where as the more you, you, the more you look into things, and the thing is what will shock everyone, me and Rach only knew each other Six months now, maybe seven ish. April. April. Someone do maths. Nine months. Nine months. So we've only known each other nine months, and in that nine months, we've set up a Facebook page, which is F and D needing us. Please go to, go to it and group group page group yeah group page. <laughs> It's the same difference, it's not, I know. So it's a group where people where people can come and have their say, ask for help, and we'll support them. But Basically, we- you can just be you. It doesn't matter whether you have F&D, whether you care for someone with F&D, or whether you want to learn about it. Just come in, be part of the family. Make yeah, please come in. We're like, fr- we're like three away from 250, please. <laughs> It'd be nice. Um, but... Maybe- Either. We we actually got talking to a friend of our called Andrew, uh, and we got talking, and then we carried on after that. And it's the same. It's the same with. It's the same with Death as well. Um, who've been on Odette podcast, and I need to get her on this one. And she, again, Instagram. We have got a few that have come from Instagram to Facebook to the group, haven't yeah, they? We have. Yeah. Okay. And so, it's that it's that whole thing where 
we what we're trying to do with this episode is getting a carer's side of point and a couple's side of point because this is the side you don't see much. You hear the person who got it, but you never hear from the person who's looking after them. No. And, and they deserve more credit than what they get because yeah. they're unheard. And they're the, un, they're the unsung heroes of it all because they watch it all and then there's no one there for them to talk to. You get to someone who you can talk to about it, brilliant. Wow. And it's one thing me and Rach have been doing with Chris, trying to get him to talk a little bit more about it. Even if it, to me, who's a patient with F&D, it gets it out of his head. Yeah. The, the well, fact... It's because it's, it's like I said to you, if the carers need to talk to someone other than their own family or friend that has F&D, yeah. someone that has it but has fresh eyes, then that's better. Yeah. Like, in, in my aspect, I'm just only grateful that I have a day job. Yeah. I can lay it off to my boss when I'm I'm at work. Yeah. I, um, I, can I think I think Steph has got a similar thing with Ash where if she bad she he can just turn and say this is what's going on. And if you've got a good boss who understands it who's and if it's a good boss as well and you're a really good boss and they've seen it, it's even better. And yeah. but the thing I've is got such a good boss, he's more family to me yeah. than the good, than, the, and good the, boss. the good thing about it is is they they know everything from the internet because they follow me on Instagram as well. Yeah. So it's not just the case of hearing it from Chris's side. They can see it, they can read what I put, they they communicate with me as well. So it's yeah. it's not just the case of it's always through Chris. It's, they're they, more family they than than yeah. And that's what that's what we said about us a lot now, we don't class ourselves as friends. We class ourselves as family because we're always looking out for each other and making sure everything's okay. It's like, yeah, we, we I think we had a conversation right at the beginning when we started doing the Skype and I think I turned around to Rachel and said, is Chris all right with me talking to you during the day? And <laughs> you went, yeah, he's bloody sound with it. He's fine. He's, he knows he's not, there's nothing there. It's just he's talking to you, making sure you're all right. It it gives you a little peace of mind while you're trying to do your job. I, me and you, Jake, we we communicate even while I'm at work. Yeah, we do actually. <laughs> we always we're, we're messaging. If you're not messaging me, and then I'm not messaging you. And, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, the point I, that Christian <laughs> has now got Jake hooked on TikTok, flipping viral music. Yeah, and yeah. Sending ones and <laughs> come back and start. Oh my god. Oh and my there's, God. there's certain things that me and Chris won't go into on here that we talk about because <laughs> man stuff. But um, it, it is that whole thing. There's one thing I want to ask you, Rach, and it's something I haven't had the opportunity to do yet because I think you're technically the first guest. So, as I've not had many guests on here and Odette has a lot of the female... I was going to say the female variety, but I'm just mean females. Um, what what are the worst bits for you as a woman with F and D due to like periods and things like that? How does it affect it? Oh God! Um, I know that's a little bit too intense, and but it's something that you don't hear much of. To me, I I have the implant in, yeah, and I've had to have it in for other health reasons. Um, I didn't really notice, to be fair, anything, but I do notice now when I am meant to have a, a period, as yeah. they call it, 
some of my symptoms do heighten like my hips and my legs will get more painful i can feel the pressure yeah um so trying to walk or, or move sit down get up it's just it becomes more of an issue yeah that, big, big oh, pardon me. i told you i, I off air i apologize I did say there was a bird coming, it came, I'm not going to be editing it out, I really can't be bothered. Edit it out with uh, it's, and, yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where, because I'm a male with F&D, there's certain things that I think my audience would like to know, because I do know I've got a lot of female listeners, and I... I think it's good to hear it for the male side as well, because then it's someone who's got a partner with F&D, and yeah. they can't understand why every time they're struggling at that yeah. point, they now know why they're struggling. It's not a case of, oh, it's just the thing, it's her F&D combined with her monthly cycle. I'll put it in, in layman's terms then for, for the men that don't quite understand it. You've got to think, when we're having our period, it's not just bleeding as such our body is having a clear out yeah so it's painful it hurts yeah just imagine you cut yourself and there's there's blood and and whatever's got in it is coming out it hurts yeah you can feel pressure you can feel it pulsate it's like that our body is basically contracting yeah old lining crap out to for a new cycle yeah it's how you get pregnant it's how how Birds and the beast. If you listen to this and you didn't know, you now found out. Thank yeah. There you go. But one of the things, because we've been doing this for about, I've said about an hour, and we want my longest podcast going, and I'm, yeah, 50th episode the longest podcast. Well, hey. Yeah. But with, if, if you could give any advice to anybody who's struggling with either a new relationship with F&D or a current relationship and it's just... F&D is the new thing in the relationship. What would you say is a big factor to help? From a sufferer point of view, don't hide it if you need to get support, whether it's via Facebook or um, other charities like F&D Action, PTSD UK, Fibro, whoever, whatever it is that's bugging you, that's causing your flare-ups from your FND. Go and seek the help. I spent, well, I got diagnosed in 2017. And because I got a label, I got a name, I buried my head. Didn't think about the support network or finding anyone else like me. I just gone, well, hey, I have a diagnosis. Let's crack on with life. Yeah. Years down the line, I now regret not doing what I did now back then. Because I think it would have helped me a little bit more mentally. Yeah. Just just the fact of having other people like me to talk to that I don't have to even say much. I can say a few words and they're like, do you know what? I completely get it. You don't need to say well, it, it, it. It's like when you get it when we all message each other in the group chats. It's like when somebody turns around and says, it's this, that I'm having this day. There's no, oh, mine's worse. Or it's like, we get it. We understand it. We know exactly what you're going Everyone through. Everyone just goes, do you know what? Snap. Or I know I, I'm feeling exactly the same. Or someone or will make, or like... someone will make a joke about it, and we'll. And the thing is, one of the things that you've got F and D, right? If an F and D and your carer or partner or a, a family member, if you see them taking the mic, and then you think it's right to join in, you can join in. But remember, they're doing it to help their own kind of 
self-humour and regulate themselves. Because if they don't take the Mikaflam sense, they're going to be miserable. This is what this is what I was going to say earlier. Between Chris and the kids, I before this, I used to get embarrassed. I wouldn't go out. Mm. I'd hide it. I was ashamed. But because of Chris and the kids helping me see the funny side of it, or or, or giggling when when they can see it, it, I'm feeling down about it. They make make it the positive out of it. I don't feel ashamed. They make it less bearable. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, Kind of like Chris used to call it a party trick with my ticks. There is a party trick. That often he could just clap or click or whistle. Yeah. And and it just my brain would just go. Do you know what? Sod this. I'm having a bit of fun. Yeah. It wouldn't last long, but then March hit last year and I got really poorly F and D and the seeds just really took over. Yeah. Fully to the point I lost my mobility. My speech was so effective. I couldn't even get a, a sentence strung together properly. Yeah. Let alone actually get it out. Um, it, it, the seizures just, they controlled me pretty much 24-7. Yeah. Um, right. Things, some symptoms have calmed down, some yeah. haven't, some have got even worse. Yeah. But because of having that massive support network, having the kids and Chris help me through those bad days and see the positives out of the negatives, see the funny side, it's kind of yeah. bearable. Yeah, and you, the thing is, yeah. there's a lot of times where we'll put stuff in our chat between me, you, and Odette and Rach and stuff. You wouldn't dream, say, to someone else who was abled because they think you're being cruel, but we're not being cruel, we're being honest to ourselves. We just we know how it feels, so we can we can say it how it feels. Yeah. And I've said to several people before I was um, classed as disabled. When I was abled, you take things, little things, so badly for granted, and you don't realise what this world is really like, really like. Yeah. And it's kind of my eyes have been opened slightly. The yeah. abuse, some of the abuse I've had, calling me handicapped or, or people just generally taking the mick, it's kind of, you don't see that when... One of, I think the, the line I told you a couple of months ago is like, I'm not labelled as anything, I cut the label out of my clothes years ago. Yep. And it's a line that's always stuck with me that I took in when I was in school, because I was a punk, I, was, I had long blonde... Down to my backside, hair. I'll find you the picture for you. I look like a sodding proper, yeah. Um, yeah, and I got, I got m- took out of me for it and everything like that. And at the end of the day, I used to say, I, I cut my label out years though, you can't label me. Now, the problem with F&D, we are stuck with this label. And I... The worst thing I hate about the F&D culture is when you get certain places where it's like, we're looking for a cure or something like that. There's no cure to F&D. You either have remission and then you have a relapse or you manage to manage it. F&D is about how you manage your symptoms once you've got it. And that's the hardest bit because some people can go having F&D once in their life and they never have it again. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can, and some people can accept it, 
and but still have it. Like I've accepted it now, but four years ago I still wouldn't have accepted it. I was still trying to get myself into work I, and yeah. stuff. Four years yeah, on after my you, diagnosis, you, you I wouldn't want that no. diagnosis, would you? But four years on, I'm still trying to accept it, and and we all know that I struggle daily with. Especially yeah. there's some days when I'm really bad and I I, I literally can't stand the way I am now. I and there's the, there's the day where. I have it where I will be, and it's very rare, but there are days where you're like, I've had enough of this. Yep. The world will be better, and if you get to that place, please go speak to someone. Please yeah. reach out, even if it's to us on the groups, on Instagram. Please just, even if it's just to say I'm really, really low, there are people there who will care, and there are people who you haven't Wait, met uh, yet. The, still, the, if you're struggling, I'm on Instagram, I'm Wire Designer, I'm on Facebook, I've got a page on there on my desire to send me a message with a purple heart. If you're struggling, send me a purple heart. Or even partners awareness. Yeah, yeah. partners need awareness, Chris. He's also in the group as well. He's on Facebook. If you need us, send us a purple heart and we will know what to even do. Even yourself, James. Yeah, same. Yeah, I was just well. about to say. If you, we, we all have those days. And I'm not going to say, it, oh, it never happens. It does. The day where you just can't do it. We wouldn't be normal if we didn't. No, and we'd be robots. And we're not robots, we're humans. And if we were robots, we'd be wired. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be the unwired designer. We'd be wired up right. And this I wouldn't it, even know, I wouldn't probably even be on social media, to be fair. If I was absolutely fine and I have no health problems, I wouldn't even be on social media. I, to be fair, I probably wouldn't be doing football videos or podcasts, though. I'd be the, the I think the hardest bit for me, and it's always been the hardest bit. I worked my entire goddamn life and then to go, Hey, you're not allowed to work anymore. Oh what do I do with my day? Because I'm not watching Jeremy Kyle every day because that's boring. You know and the Jay problem is, is I know too many people on that show. <laughs> I give up or just keep going. Yeah. I used to work fifty hours a week. Yep. Car company and I absolutely loved it. That was the last job I worked because within one month I had um, three days of seizures. Yeah. All three days I ended up in hospital. Yeah. And they wouldn't allow me back. So I I was a chef doing sixty hours. I had a new I had, an, I had a, Have you even ever tried to apply for a job lately? Uh yeah. And every time you apply for it, it's like, well, we can't do it due to your seizure. You're dangerous, we don't have the insurance. Exactly. It's the insurance bit that get you because they can't cover you. Because if something happens, they're liable. Exactly. And it's like when I got had my situation, and this, with me, I working basically with me, it was I was doing new jobs, six hours. Me and Sarah moved into our first flat together, first time living away from parents. I'm 21, she's 19, young age. And I, I've got a hell of respect for my wife because... She didn't walk away from me at 19. She should have done and could have done, but she stayed with me and she stuck with me through it all. And to, I think we're 13 years together tomorrow. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, um, we've, we've had, she's in it for the long haul. She saw what it is. And I have tried to push her away and like physically say, go have a better life. And I know for a fact, other people who I've spoken to have tried to put their loved ones away. Could you care about them? Me as well, Jake. Yeah. But that's because she cares and she wants you to be happy. But what our brains are not seeing there is that they are happy. They just want to help. 
and yeah, sometimes if you can't if help you get pushed away then at the end of the day I'm not going to be happy. It's going to yeah. put me in that depression mode. Exactly. It's not going to make me happy. And the thing is, that some, of, some of the biggest arguments we've had is where I've tried to push and say, I'm not going anywhere. And then you both hit that mental wall of going, what are we doing? Why, why am I trying to push you? And why am I trying to make the argument for me staying and then you had that whole thing well that was a dumb argument let's go back to normal i'll have a fit in the corner and you can just wait for me once i'm done <laughs> and you wait for me once. oh which is true though isn't it it's like, it, it, the reality get us all in the room we'll all get anxiety and we'll just end up having silly summers on the floor it'll just be literally silly summer parts. you know hungry hungry hippos it's a completely different game when you've got people with fnd why? Because you can put the ball in, the ball can go everywhere. Because of all the seizures. You just go wee! Yeah! Well, well, we can't say that, because if that happens, it goes into extra time. And that could... We all know about our situations when our other parts of us decide to malfunction. But, any final words from both of you for this episode? And thank you for coming on and being my 50th episode. It means the world to me, as you know. Well, firstly, for me, thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Thank you. yep. um, secondly, you are more like a brother to me. You're not just a friend. Yeah. Literally, I said this to Chris earlier, didn't I? <laughs> that he's more like a brother to me. Jake. It's, it's like I said earlier, I wish I'd done this sooner. I wish I hadn't waited until I was at my worst to find support, find friends or F- our FND family of our own. To be fair, there wasn't any... Up until we got someone in the group who I've known since 2015, Kim. Yeah. And when me and Kim were talking, there was nothing online. There was zilch. There weren't any Instagram hashtag. There weren't no... TikToks. I think why I didn't bother looking back in four years ago because I think it was just unknown. It wasn't known, so what's the point of me searching something? A, I don't know. I really know much about and being well, there's nothing about. out there for. Yeah, you feel. And the thing is, when you when you find that one person, it, it's really weird when you find someone on Instagram with FND because you have this really weird situation where you go. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's a connect thing. But you had this whole thing where the first message goes, "Is me you have F and D?" Yeah, I have F and D too. Wasn't it in the fake case I met? So how Andy. do you know about it? Right, so I met I yeah. met Andy on Instagram, and that's how I met Jake. It's also how I met Smoking Old Boy as well. Yeah, met Steph that way, and I'm sure one of our messages was, one of us was, "I've got F and D too." Yeah. Sound. And I'm sure that was it. I, I think I think I remember. I think I remember correctly. I sent the friends gif of um, Monica and Phoebe going. I have elbows too! Yay! And that was it. Yeah. That broke the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the one thing I got with the podcast. Like this is uh, yes, it's my journey as well, and. A lot of people don't know this. Middle of last year, I needed Jack this in because I didn't think it was helping people. I thought it wasn't worth my time or 
whereas me and Steph said different, I'm going to give a verbal beating. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, well, I'm used to women telling me off. I'll live with two. One's one four and one thirty two, so I'm used to being told off by women. <laughs> if I'm right as well, Steph actually voice noted you actually shouting at you not to jack it in. Yeah, I got I got massively told off by the Mancunian, yes. <laughs> and but the other <laughs> the other thing that with this is that I told Odette I would think about it and the one thing that a lot of people don't know is that Odette's podcast is inspired from my podcast because she heard mine and that's how she started doing her podcast. I inspired her to do the her podcast. So it helped, it built this snowball effect of me having a little support network for this, and then I've got a huge support network for in Australia with the podcast, which is global as well. And it's yeah. snowballed. But like I said, I'm. what would you like to say to Chris, to anyone who's a partner or a carer or even just a friend of someone with FND? How would you want to say how to treat them and how to be with them? Uh, the only bit of advice that I could personally give is embrace every moment that you embrace with the person. Um, take every moment as you can because they might not remember it. They they may. Um, the person may develop yeah, yeah. in a way that you're not expecting the person to. Just live... E- Live every day as you can. Life just nice. yeah. Life, life is too short. Just live it as much as you can. Be as happy as you can, and just take every day as as a blessing. I think that's the perfect way to end the podcast. Actually, uh, do you want to plug all your socials and everything before we oh, go? No, why not? Can I plug our newbie as well? Yeah, quick can. Right. Okay. So- Yay! You're gonna plug it. Right, so starting from next month, me and Jake will be doing our own podcast called Where the Fuck? <laughs> we, what did we call it again? Where the fuck has that gone? <laughs> um, we did have a name. Where the fuck has that gone? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That is the, that is the podcast. And, and the reason why that came about, because we were literally talking about it, and then all of a sudden both of us just looked at each other and went, what was we talking about? And then Jake looked at me and went, do you know what? Where the fuck has that gone? That, that is the is podcast. So, so, yeah. Um, we, we we got that doing end of this, start of next month. We're going to have some dust set up for that. These are going to go on Rachel's YouTube channel. Please yeah, plug your YouTube channel. Um, it's the same handle for my Instagram and my Facebook page, Unwired Designer, all one word. Um, what else am I on? I'm on Twitter as well. Um, if you want to access the group, then please do find us and search us FND Need and Us. It's all capitals and and is in the symbol and not. There and. will there will be links in the description to this episode to everyone's social medias to all the pages to go to. But thank you for being my fiftieth episode guests, and it means the world to me that you came on, and it's. <laughs> If we can help just one person in this episode understand what FND is, we've done our jobs. Definitely. We've made a big achievement. Yeah. yeah so on that note, I'm going to leave you with my usual saying at the end of the thing, and I keep getting told off by Steph for this because I don't 
live to it. So death, I am doing it. I'm being better. But if you need, if you got out of bed this morning, you're winning the day. Anything else is a bonus. And if you need to rest, please rest. I don't do it. I'm rubbish at resting. I'm not the best of it. And yeah, please go rest if you need to. And thank you for listening to this episode. We're going to sign off with this and I'm going to go beat Chris at FIFA. (laughs) See you later, guys.